1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. To episode 155 of the 77 Club. Harry, start with the socials. The Wall 77 Club on Facebook and Instagram. At 77 Club Podcast on Twitter, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes. Please subscribe. Uh, Jack Williams is here. Hi, everybody. And so is Tom Rouse, I think, just about <laughs> maybe a dodgy internet connection there. But you are back in the virtual studio and we're live on YouTube as well. And I mean, where do we start, really? Uh, I mean, a week is a very long time in football. It, it seems even longer if you're a Wolves fan. Friday was just the most crazy day ever wasn't it harry we were sort of going well look we've got a new kit manufacturer something to talk about at least on the pod next week and here we are talking about nuno having left just to begin with can i get your reaction to that news i couldn't believe it i had a missed call off my dad and i went to ring him back and then it all come popping up like he didn't know, ring the... you at christmas does he <laughs> no exactly i knew something was wrong when he started to ring me no <laughs> and when i seen it i was just i was shocked man because obviously he'd just done his man united press conference and i did not expect it at all i know it's been a bad season but there was just no inkling was there and when i was devastated i had like a sinking feeling in my belly and then it just took a few days for it to sink in to be honest and then obviously all the tributes pouring and very sad very sad that was my first reaction and shock Jack, what about you? Um, kind of similar to Harry. Well, I didn't find out straight away. I was in a meeting like with work. And you know something's weird when you've been in a meeting for 45 minutes and you pick your phone up and you've got 300 and something messages like yeah. across various WhatsApp groups. So you're thinking that's that's more than normal. Something's gone on here. And then I've just got random people messaging me just about football and like messages saying, what do you think about Nuno? I'm like, 
what about Nino? And then obviously it clicks. And it was just shock. Didn't see it coming. By the sounds of it, nobody really saw it coming, unless you were really deeply involved in the in the upper management of the club. The journalists didn't see it come in. The, the Twitter didn't see it come in. Absolute shock. And re- really, yeah, I I think everyone for the whole weekend, particularly when you're two games, two days away from the last game of the season, and it's and you know it's it kind of be good for the preparation, really. And I know it's to try and give them a bit of like a send off or something, but. It's just real questions, questions about when was this discussed? When was it agreed? What's happened behind the scenes? What's the actual plan here? What's the involvement of George Mendes, Foson, Jeff Shee? Just so many questions in such a short space of time that still of them, they aren't answered now. But overall, I was yeah gutted, really, to be honest. Tom, I think everybody on the podcast who is here normally would have been Nuno in at the time. What, what would you have been? That's my first question before I ask you the next bit. So uh, all through the season, I've been very much Nuno in, with the understanding that he probably would go in the summer. I, I was ne- I was neither staunchly in or out, but I think I probably would have preferred him to stay. In hindsight, and then watching most of the video that Wolves have posted this afternoon with all the questions, uh, you know, I think they were obviously planning for quite some time. And the stories are that since January, since the West Brom game, things have been in the you know, in the pipeline to to move on. And I just hope that the right decision has been made. I think it's probably, you know, we, we're due a freshen up in terms of the club. Managers don't last for three or four years often in the Premier League. So Nuno's done very well to to do that. And uh, just hopefully the right man comes in now with a very good starting squad. I was so shocked. I mean, like I say, like everyone's just said here, you know, it just came so out of the blue. And... You're sitting there going, this doesn't make sense. None of this makes sense. Everybody has struggled this season in terms of, you know, a pandemic and and everything that goes along with it. We, we've had to deal with injuries that we haven't had to deal with with this amount before, um, if ever, under Nuno. I can only probably count on one hand the amount of times we've had players out for a long period in the three years previous to this season. But as soon as you start to open up that debate and people say, oh, well, I think he's going to go to Spurs. It's the thing I don't get. And it's the thing I don't really get about football either, Harry, is that you can say a manager isn't good enough for Wolves, but he's good enough for Tottenham. And and to me, it it doesn't make sense. Not that he's going to go to Tottenham. I still think he's going to take a break because I think he's missed his family. And I think it goes a little bit deeper than than results. But I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah, well, when it first broke, that was my immediate thought. Well, he probably is going to Tottenham, but... As the days passed, it, it, he's been sacked, hasn't he? Let's be honest. I know they said it's mutual, but you can tell Jeff has decided he didn't want him. Nuno has avoided every question when they've asked, like, did you want to stay? And he just avoids it, which I think he did. He signed a free, three-year deal not so long back, didn't he? Or an extension to his contract. So I think he was as shocked as us. And I think the players only found out just before they announced it to the fans. And, oh, man, I, I think he'll take a break too. And like you say, I... I if he's good enough to go to Tottenham, why is he not good enough to stay with us? But it's just it's just a shock. And a lot of the Nuno out people, I think even they were shocked, um, people who wanted him out. And it's a shame. And I think the reaction we saw from the fans that turned up at the game for Man United, may maybe Jeff might be regretting it slightly. Maybe he pulled the trigger a bit too early. Maybe something's gone on behind the scenes we don't know. But I'm still shocked now and it's nearly a week later and I'm gutted. I mean, we'll talk about the Man United game, but I'm going to start at the end of it because 
I remember I sort of had a lump in my throat really weirdly because it was it was just the the ground was full of emotion and it and it was a, a, a very good atmosphere throughout. You know, it, I think it was just great to have fans back inside stadiums. Um, they had so much and it just it just changes the whole dynamic of the game. But I just thought I can't start crying here because I was with Bully, uh, <laughs> not not the Bully. Not and I thought, I can't, I can't, I can't. <laughs> I can't cry in front of this guy. I was like, just, just, just hold it. Just, just look and clap and stuff. And I sort of turned to bully, and he's absolutely bawling his eyes out. And he's, just, <laughs> he's like, that was really emotional, wasn't it? I was like, I've been keeping it in. So, I, you know, it was I, emotional. It got, got everybody, I think, in the end of you know, just, just going round. And then he was sort of bowing at the South Bank and stuff, and you know, people chanting his name and stuff. And obviously, at half time, he had Rao coming on and. And talking, which I, I didn't think he'd even be able to do ever again, because that injury when he sustained it just looked absolutely awful, and you just think there's no coming back from that. So to so see him as well um, was quite emotional. Um, but obviously, you guys weren't famous enough to get tickets, so <laughs> you know, it's me and Bayliss had to go. Uh, but Jack, what was it like for you watching from a, a different perspective? Because it's almost different watching it on TV because you get to see absolutely everything don't you it was still very emotional to be honest there was a lot of uh obviously respecting the build-up and i thought bt did a good, good job of the coverage overall to be honest it wasn't just like they were talking about man united the whole time um and the europa league final or whatever they gave the whole nuno situation some quite good coverage and you, and you, you saw it and it was all very emotional and particularly the bit at the end where they had the guard of honor him and his staff as they walked off the pitch i thought that was very emotional that was because that was the more saying you forget it's not just Nuno, but it's the whole backroom team as well. So that's a complete, complete refresh clear out really that's going to go on during the summer now. And lots of uh, lots of things that he brought in and the way things were set up, they're all going to going to change. You know, by the time people start going back to training in in uh, the summer or August, so it's it's a big change for everybody at the club, and it's a massive risk for Foson. And I think the only thing we can say is I think a lot of us were were really Nuno inners because. We remember, you know, Dean Saunders and you're being relegated to League One and these sorts of things. And the fact that people now think 13th in the Premier League is a terrible season, yeah. you know, it, it's kind of been a victim of your own success or Nuno's success, you think. Because if you'd have asked us five years ago, would you take 13th in the Premier League? We'd have all bit your hand off. But now I think people have got a little bit restless because we've maybe have flown close to the sun a bit too quickly with talks of Europe and seven place finishes. Mm. But all you can really do is just thank him because if you even think back to the start of Fosun, they didn't get it right at the start. It wasn't no. the easiest job in the world, even with the money to come in. You look at Walter Zemgo, look at, you know, Paul Lambert and some of the players that were brought in, you know, uh, Texeria <laughs> and all these players back at the start who just didn't <laughs> didn't cut the mustard really, even though they were Portuguese and talented. You've just got to you just got to thank Nuno for everything that he's done. And I'd like to see him have a full summer with no COVID and full training. But, you know, it wasn't meant to be for whatever reason. And let's just hope folks can get it right. Uh, Tom, uh, probably wouldn't mind me saying you're probably not the most emotional person in the world. <laughs> How emotional did you get on Sunday? Um not very emotional at all, to be I honest. I didn't think I'd, it would. What? Yeah. <laughs> I, d- I tend to get more. I tend to get more emotional when we do um, do really good things. When nice things happen, is when I tend to get emotional. So mm-hmm. it wasn't. Uh, I think I felt sad. 
but I didn't sit there bawling my eyes, eyes out of the television. It, you know, there was quite a moving moment when he walked down the tunnel by himself at the end. <clears throat> you, I thought that was quite. Yes, sorry. Cheering up now. I haven't spoken for so long. <laughs> um, but it was. It, obviously, it's a you know I try and look at things as uh, objectively as as possible, and it would have taken a lot of uh, renewed energy from Nuno to turn around the not the mess that he's left this season, but he left himself a lot of you know room to make up. It would have taken a lot of players to leave that he had close attachments to to be able to bring new players in, and I don't think that he I don't think he had that energy left in him. He'd given so much. For such a, a long period of time in in manager you know lifespan really three years of incredible football and incredible effort and passion you know the, from day one he was talking about how they were going to work hard every day and they really did for three years but I think it was just impossible to maintain that over four seasons and then with the you know if you take COVID out of it I still think this probably would have been his last season because. I just can't see how he would have been able to maintain the level of performance and what he was expecting from the players for another another year. Add onto that COVID and then the ridiculous turnaround between the seasons, which should never have happened. Everybody should have been given a good couple of months off and started this season in October, November. But that's you know a different discussion. Um, and I don't know. I think I can't see him going to another Premier League team. I think you are right in saying that you'll probably go and have a break. I mean, imagine we've all been through the ringer for the last 18 months, but imagine, you know, being so far away from your nearest and dearest for such a long period of time. He's just going to go. I wouldn't be surprised if he had a sabbatical for a, a year and then came I think, Porto. I think that job, I think is available. Maybe now he might go back and work there or, uh, you know, somewhere abroad for a couple of years. But all these see you soon that he keeps dropping in. Maybe <laughs> he's got... Um, He's got intentions of coming back when Frank Lampard gets sacked or whoever the next manager we've got is. <laughs> but uh, I think we'll see him again in some capacity. Uh, but I think it'd be, I don't know, some years. It's a long time in football, isn't it? Like you say, four years. But also, it's a, it's a long term on long time on Nuno's CV because I've just you know got it in front of me here. You know, Rio Ave two seasons, Valencia <clears throat> one season, Porto one season, and. It's the longest he's ever spent at any football club as a manager. So, I mean, that tells you something, doesn't it, Harry? Because it, it does seem that he, he didn't really stay around anywhere for very long. Yeah, definitely. And I'm still, if we'd have done this podcast, I don't know, even Monday, I think I'd have just been venting on it. Because I've, I've always <laughs> I felt over the weekend that it's a huge mistake. But I've calmed down a bit after watching Jeff Shee's video and that today. But I really just think he's been so hard done to because he's had one dodgy season. And a lot, I know it's a small squad's his fault, but we've had injuries, no fans, which we've relied on so much for the big comebacks we'd do in the in the seasons we've enjoyed under him. And I just feel like he would have got us going again next year with the injuries coming back and freshening the squad. But it's not to be, and I hope they do get it right. But it's devastating because the memories we've had with him have just been incredible. The the God, the Europa League journey is my favourite, but there's so many games you can pick from. And although people did moan about his tactics at, time, at times, especially against the, the lower league teams, um, it's just the memories he created and we're forever in his debt, really, aren't we? And I know he was a bit of a frosty character with the media, but you've got to just thank him. Those memories will live forever, though they're not going to yeah. change now. Whereas if he 
if he had carried on next season and it would have been dire again and we'd have been languishing down in 17th, 18th, then it, they all start to you know, fade away those memories and they, they go like, mm. oh yeah, okay, it was Bristol, but it was in the Championship or Cardiff, yeah, but, you know, we had Neves and we were playing against, but, you know, whoever it was. Tom, would that happen? Lot. Because at the beginning of the season, I know we weren't playing well, but when yeah. we had everyone available, Raul and that, we were six in the table and Raul got injured. I think we're going to be top scorers. It's been, a, it's been <laughs> very, very poor, it's been a very, very poor Premier League on the whole. Um, it's like, I think if you compare our points tally a couple of years ago, so that finished seventh, that would get us about tenth at the minute because the top, you know, is weighted much heavily towards the top teams than it is the bottom. The, you know, 14 points or whatever it was, Sheffield United have got. There's not that same balance as there has been previously. Um, and I think it's just been, it would it would definitely have happened this season. We've, we've, we've been poor. We've been found out because every single game is on television as well. Every Wolves fan who goes to every game, has, I think, has seen this, pattern appear over the last 18 months before covid and then now every game is broadcast to everybody everybody sees oh god we are actually really boring um <laughs> and even the, the games that we're winning one nil i've I said it i keep referring back to that besiktas game that i got slated for but that game we should have gone and attacked and you know taken advantage of a really weak besiktas team instead of playing so conservatively and hoping that we get one towards the end i think he would have eventually found out you know, and it was, I think it's the same pattern as well that happened at uh, Valencia and at Porto. Eventually, negative tactics and all these draws uh, that he had with those top teams—they just don't, you know, they don't satisfy those sort of big ambitions that those clubs have. Maybe, maybe we're just too guilty for being too loyal because I was guilty of wanting Lambert to stay before he took over. So. <laughs> that well, is true. Emotional it's like... Yeah, it's the emotional <laughs> attachment. It's hard to let go, isn't it? It's really hard. Of course, it is. I mean, that's the whole point, isn't it? It's it. It, football is a business, but for the fans, it, it, it's it's cult emotion. But if we look at this from from the Tom Rouse school of thinking, in that you look at those last six games of the season, at the end of the season, and there's one win in there against ten man Brighton, a draw against West Brom, who've been relegated, and four <laughs> losses. Now, if there's any lot of results that you're going to get you sacked in the Premier League, mm. it's that, isn't it? Isn't isn't the emotion of of Nuno leaving and and the way that he left and and the timing of what he left sort of almost masking us a little bit in in terms of of what's been achieved this season? I mean, I, we've said you know the pandemic's had had a huge influence and in injuries too, but the pandemic has affected every single side in the world. So I, I don't know if we we can exactly use it. I mean, of course, it's impacted people, but it's, it's a level playing field in that sense, isn't it, Harry? What do you think of that? Four losses, a, a draw against your rivals who've been relegated and a win against 10 men, Brighton. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I think, Jack, did you want to say something there, mate, before we come to me? I saw you just starting to go. No, you go for it. No, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, mate. Um, you threw me off there. I thought you'd go to Jack, but I'm just... I'm, I'm <laughs> still... Uh, I, I can't remember. Just, uh, Jack, you can answer it for me. Go on. <laughs> um, <laughs> I suppose going back to Tom's point then as well that yeah you got appointed his relegation form isn't it and I think we said it, it previously if we carry on the way we're playing into next season we'll be relegation fodder and maybe we've been helped this year by the fact that you know Sheffield United West Brom and Fulham for a lot of the season just look tailed off and you know done really um, so maybe 13th flatters us when you look at the actual football we've played but I do get that it's been a difficult season for us, us especially coming off the back of the Europa League and, you know, short turnaround time, then having this disaster with the players. 
in terms of fitness and the small squad, which is Nuno's fault, you'd say. I don't think it's helped, did it? But yeah, you know, the football hasn't been great this year and that's why lots of people on Twitter and all over the place, lots of loud voices have been saying for a while that they want want Nuno out. So it's one of these where only time will tell. <laughs> and of course, Tim Spears said that those people on Twitter are the reason why Jeff Sheets at Nuno. So, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, multi-billion pound companies often listen to uh, <laughs> Twitter yeah. to make their choices. So it uh, makes sense. But only time will tell. I mean, whoever gets the job in the summer, I know there's some names flying about already, which we'll talk about shortly. If ever we lose our first four games, oh. can you imagine? Can you imagine what's going to happen if we lose, especially if we bring in Bruno Lager? Then, or however you pronounce it, and if, then we go on a bad run at the start. It's going to be. You think the meltdown this season was bad? Yeah, that's going to be proper. Where's we'll bring Nuno back? We want Nuno back. Yeah, that's a good point. Wolves, Wolves fans. Wolves fans want Mold to bring back made there about the Albion game, Jack. When um, didn't Jeff She or well, sorry to reference Tim Spears again, but he is the man in the know. He said that Jeff She said that they were thinking about sacking Nuno after West Brom, which that kind of shocked me. That kind of shocked me when I if heard this, that. If there's one thing we've learned, though, is don't just sack your manager after a defeat to West Brom. <laughs> so I'm glad we didn't do that and saw to the end of the season at least. But I, you know, I think they were expecting to kick on. If you listen to the pundits at the start of the season, they were saying, you know, Wolves could challenge like Leicester and West Ham have done. And we just haven't done it, have we, really? You can blame injuries however you want, but ultimately the manager is responsible for the, having the squad. So you can see why. I think it shows how important the fans are, really. I mean, the, the funny thing about West Ham is obviously they've done really well without their poisonous fans in the ground, and they're going to be back soon. So that's going to be a massive fall from Grace. Can't wait to see that. Really <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, I mean, I, we were going to talk a little bit about Man, the Man United game. Yeah, I think um, you should, Sam. You should tell yeah, us what it's like. So mm. it, was, it was all very well done from, from what I can remember. Um, <laughs> so talk think, us through your day. Talk us through your day. What happened? The day, we there. Not, all, not all of it, not all of it, but talk about well, it. So, I mean, we, we're in the we'll pub for breakfast. For, <laughs> <laughs> we're in we're at, uh, Muller Corner, weirdly, which is why I think the day got a bit hazy because it didn't like, <laughs> properly. So, um, but no, it, it, you know, it started off like any other match day, which was great because it hadn't happened like that for so long. So, you know, you're in the pub for 11, and I mean, some crazy arseholes essentially were just buying Sambucas and Jaeger bombs and it wasn't even midday and you just think well this is going to go one way and it's going to end badly <laughs> uh, so then it was almost like okay right we've got to go and get into the ground now and thought oh well there's no food or drink available so obviously you stagger into Asda as everybody does and sort of people staggering out of Asda the Asda carousel of, of people getting meal deals and whatever and then, yeah, just really easy getting into the ground. But then, because everybody was so excited and high on life and, and the emotion of the day as well, the atmosphere was brilliant. I mean, I, I don't know what it sounded like on TV, Harry, but it was it was, it was was loud in the ground. It, yeah, it, was, it, it was louder than no fans. I'll tell you what I will say is, after we went 1-0 down, after we went 1-0 down, I, I didn't, because obviously Traore went off injured. I thought we yeah, had I mean, scoring here when William yeah. Jose come on. But I'll be honest, the crowd... Definitely made a bit of an impact of us getting the equaliser, I thought. They just put in that bit of extra energy. And there was one hmm. one bit when, I can't remember who made the pass. It might have been Martino or Neves. They put a really good ball into the six-yard box. And William Jose didn't even go for it. Like, he didn't even try. And the crowd got on their back and things like that. Yeah. We've missed big time, even with just four and a half thousand. And so I feel like they did. The second half was obviously a, a no-show. But the response we got to get the equaliser, the crowd definitely made an impact for me, watching it on telly anyway. 
VAR nightmare to round off the season, Jack. I didn't think it was a penalty. Mike Dean didn't to begin with, but as soon as he gets told to go to the monitor, it's game over, I think, isn't it? It's it's then clear and obvious by default. I'd actually forgotten about that. Thanks for reminding me. I blacked that out with everything going on. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Mike Dean seemed to have a good view of it, didn't he? It's one of these where, right, I'm not bothered really about whether it's a penalty or not penalty or whether it's given with VAR or not given with VAR. What my problem is, that doesn't get given the other way around in that game. No, I don't. No, no way. I, I, you're not telling me that if that exact same incident had happened and it was on Fabio Silva or William Jose, whoever, in the Man United box, I don't think it even gets looked at. That's the problem I've got with consistency is I still don't think it's weighted fairly, particularly against the big, big teams like that. Because they know the backlash, if that's not given, is going to be greater than the backlash if they didn't give it to a team like Wolves. That's why they're then urged to check it. That's why Mike Dean goes and checks the monitor. That's why eventually they say, oh, you know, he's done three strides after he's been touched, but he's gone down, there is contact. So it's and Jack, it was slowed right down when Mike Dean looked at it. He didn't give oh, it at the time this? in real time. VAR didn't give it. And then when Mike Dean looked at it, it was at two miles an hour to make it look 10 times worse. And then he gives <laughs> it. Yeah. Got to bring in Tom Rouser. For what it's worth, I thought it was a penalty. Of course thought, you did, yes. you Judas. <laughs> I think it was really stupid of Sace to just go in. And he, he oh, yeah, slipped, I mean, obviously, but then he, he, he flicked, his, uh, flicked his foot up, which tripped whoever it was that was going through. Donny Duckbeak? Or Randabeak. Randabeak. Yeah, Randabeak. <laughs> I, thought, I, thought, I thought it was a penalty. And I'd, I mean, the pundits all said that was a perfect way that VAR should be used. And... I mean, despite he's going against us, I don't. I think it's very difficult as well, Jack, to say that it wouldn't be given against us. It's you know we don't know if there was a comparable one in that same game and it wasn't. But I know is what it you mean, clear and obvious? Is it, was that it. clear? No, and I did, I, no, no, it wasn't clear and obvious. That's that's the the problem I had with that particular incident. But it was a penalty. Might yeah, do yeah, it was, but it's the fact it was slowed down that's annoyed me. That's all I'm saying. What, do you, what, what Sam? You can answer Moldy's question here in the chat. How loud was the booing of taking yeah, the, the knee, knee before the game? Bit controversial before the game, obviously. Yeah, I mm. think there were a, a couple of idiots that were booing. There was one quite close to me, but he's a bit of a prick anyway. You know, you live and die by your decisions, don't you? Um, I, I think it was it was well accepted in in general, um, but it, it if anything proved why they need to do it and why they want to do it is the situation with Rio Ferdinand. If if nothing explains why mm. something like that is needed, it's in the same game, you know. It, to me, it doesn't make sense. I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know why you boo it. To be honest, um, but that's that's not for me to answer. Mm. I think people who who point out that it's a, a political uh, statement or whatever like that that I can I can sympathise with that view, but the point behind it is that they're having a gesture that shows that they're against racism. It's not pro Black Lives Matter. It is anti racism. Derby County in the their last game of the season linked arms on the side of the pitch because they didn't want to uh, get involved in that, but they still wanted an anti-racism message, and it was just shameful and embarrassing that as you know, the, the Midlands has this sort of reputation of being Brexit and you know EDL all that sort of stuff, race riots has all come all from nights in the last out, forty yeah. all the forty fifty last forty fifty years has been this sort of tension in the Midlands, and then for that to be. Our first game back, and that's how we are uh, shown to the world. I was pretty, uh, pretty embarrassed, really. Yeah, I think Wolves dealt with it well. They didn't know the stewards and that. But Rio even yeah. said that himself, didn't he? They got the bloke straight out, and he was arrested. So fair play to them. Yeah, 
Uh, yeah, just it was it was very very strange, and you, you, you're almost you, you can't really get angry because it's just like I I just don't understand why you do it. That, that's that was my way of looking at it. Really, I just didn't I just didn't get it. It's just stupid more than anything because like he's going to be banned for life now. Whether he thought it was funny at the time or not, he's going to be banned. Yeah. And there's also like lots of other people he's been throwing out the ground at half time. And there's lots of people who wanted that ticket for that game because of Nuno, mm. because of the reduced capacity. And you know, it could have gone to somebody somebody else, which is a yeah. shame, really. I think so. Um let's address the vacant manager's position then, shall we? Because I mean we spoke about it on the podcast a couple of weeks ago saying, well, if you sack Nuno, who do you bring in? And the question remains, who do you bring in? Uh, lots of names have been thrown into that, most of them of people we've never heard of. I think my immediate was re- reaction was I have not got a clue, but for me, I think it has to be somebody with, I'll say, a Champions League medal, I think. And I th- believe it's only Rafa and oh. the, that falls into that category. <laughs> not that I want him, though. Not that I want him because I just, yeah. I don't, I wouldn't sack Nuno. So, I mean, Conte, why, do they though, need a, um, why do they need a Champions League medal? Because for me, mm. it's, a side, it's, it's anything else as a side would step. I get what you mean with that. But I think a big difference with the, we probably want is attacking football. Because that's what the fans are moaning about. And this lager, I hope that's the way you pronounce it. I don't know. <laughs> don't know much about him, but apparently he's Leige. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be lager because I'm drinking lager right now. So I hope it is. What's, Leige, what's the pronunciation, yeah. Tom? Leige. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, with him, he's meant to be playing attacking football, but his CV, he's been what, Sheffield Wednesday and Swansea assistant manager. He doesn't excite me. To get rid of Nuno and get someone like him in, personally, I don't want that. I'll back him. Don't get me wrong. I will back him if we do get him in. I don't want someone like him. Lampard's CV ain't far off his, really. Is it? Lamp- Lampard's in Chelsea. To, to, to finish sixth in the championship with that Derby team was shameful. I mean, you had Mason Mount and Fakir Tamori <laughs> finish sixth. <laughs> Come on, man. So, But I don't see too much difference between the two, I'll be honest. I, I, I've, honestly, I'm going to say it, and I'm probably going to get pelters for it. I'd rather have Lampard than this Lage bloke. I actually would. Oh. And I know people are going to hate that. But that's just me. I don't like the look of this lager. I like lager. I just don't like the manager <laughs> lager. Lager. <laughs> uh, I, I, I mean, Tom, you, you're almost spitting blood there when I mentioned that they need a Champions League winner's medal. You're not, <laughs> you're not having any of that, are you? Not having any. I just, I, I just think it's very difficult to to cast your net like that because I mean, who's there, there are very few managers that have actually won Champions League who are still managing now, who are out of work, and that we can't tempt away from their current very. Good jobs. So I think it's just an unrealistic, uh, uh, what's the word, uh, attribute that you're, that you're looking for there. I think somebody who has got experience of managing consistently in the Champions League, I think is fair. Um, or somebody who's won a title abroad, something like that, I think is, again, reasonable. But I Marga think has, hasn't he, Tom? Is that right? You know more than me. Yeah, I mean, in it, he's, only, he's managed one, one season in Benfica and... And then the next season, I think he had a shocker and got sacked in the halfway through. So he may as well get Claudio Ranieri. Everyone was on about like Roberto Martinez, weren't they, as well? But and then Vias Boas was mentioned, but then there was an article of him the other day winning a World Rally Championship on BBC Sports. So I don't think he's interested in being a manager anytime soon. He's a waste of time, he is Villas Boas. Don't like him. Um in well today, Antonio Conta has left into Milan. Three weeks ago he won Syria. I mean, is that is, is would he, he come to Wolves? Spurs, is he going to? Is he or? Spurs? Yeah, 
Yeah, he ain't coming to bigger, Wolves, is bigger he? job than us. But not everyone can go to Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> All the managers can Some go of them are going to lose out. <laughs> it doesn't go to Spurs. So did it, didn't Spurs interview Martinez as well, I saw yesterday? There's so many names flying around for all these jobs at the yeah. moment, even with Wolves, isn't there really? But I'll be, I'll be honest, I don't particularly get excited by Lager or Lampard either. I would, I'd have time for Benitez, but I think he might be too oh, defensive really, for what Foson wants. Yeah, you could. Would you have Benitez. Paul Lambert back, Harry? Would you have Paul Lambert? Yeah, I would. No, but Benitez, <laughs> right? Yes, he's got a great history with Liverpool, whatever. But watching these Newcastle teams, it would be just as dull as people have been moaning about Nuno's tactics. No, so it's, it is literally a step sideways. I know it's a safe no, option. Do you think? Do you think? I know like, it's how, a safe many, option, how many titles and Champions Leagues has Benitez won? And I don't think it's a sideways step. I think his credentials no. on paper are better than Nuno's. You've got to and the, the resources. The resources in Newcastle were so thin that I think he did a, suppose, quite a good yeah. job with that really poor team. Well, they still like him, don't they? Newcastle and they hate everyone. They love him. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I think off the pitch he's like a gentleman, and he like does a lot for charity and things. It's a bit like Nuno did for us with a quarter of a million donations we, we, to the food banks and that. Aaron's mentioned FFP there, and uh, you know I think it, it's going to play a part. But I think I read it was in the Daily Mail though, so I mean you could probably harvest straight away. But Nuno was on around ten million a year. Wow. You know that that's that's an incredible wow. amount of money, isn't it? And there must have been a draw for for someone like him to take over a team that just finished fifteenth in the championship. He's yeah. going to be on big bucks. He's going to be in the millions of pounds a year, isn't he? Yeah, he will be. Yeah. So I think it's an attractive job, and that's why within the I know for some reason because this Bruno Lager was the first one that broke the the you know the betting price crashed and all the Twitter places were saying oh he's he's a shoe in and when Fabrizio Romano or whatever his name however you pronounce mm-hmm. it said he's going to Wolverhampton that's usually yeah. a very warm source but I think that they've lined up a few and they've probably had interest in a few days from a few places they maybe weren't expecting so I think it's going to be a thorough interview process where they the rumours are they're going to do at least four interviews um, that's the the things that are flying around. Uh, if you think Lager was today, and there's going to be a few other few others as well, then um, I don't know. But out of all of them so far that have been mentioned, I wouldn't mind Benitez. The, the bloke from Roma, what's his name? Um, Fonseca. Mm. Tom, reveal yeah. yourself. <laughs> we <Yeah>. got that. <laughs> I don't know who he is. Yeah, he's, he's on a dress of Zorro and stuff, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, he's he's. I just can't get excited by either Lampard or Lager's CV, really. And so you say that, yeah. but I'm gonna Nuno CV again before Wolves yeah. is, we, is, we, is yeah, but, we're in the Sam. championship, yes, it's level, we're in then. the championship, yeah, yeah, that's that's true, and that's it's true. different. And also, this job, whoever comes in, the job they've got on their hands, we've seen Jeff's video, like Aaron mentioned in his comment, the FFP is gonna tie our hands a little bit, we're gonna have to sell to buy, mix up a lot of players that. Are they going to gel quick? We might get off to a rocky start. It's a huge job, whoever comes in. It could be Benitez, it could be Lager, it could be Lampard. They have got a hell of a job on their hands, whoever it is. The, I'd um, take the gamble. Take the gamble on the FFP. Just write a check like yeah. City did. <laughs> oh, you've massively overspent? Yeah, here's a check. Thanks for the investment. We're in the Champions League final 12 months later or whatever it was. <laughs> Why not? Why not? It's more than paid for the fine. Mm. What are you going to say, Tom? I think the fact I think the fact that we're getting rid of a whole backroom staff as well, I would rather go for yeah. somebody more experienced at this point. And, you know, in this discussion, I've sort of come around to the idea of Benitez or a Benitez-like manager because of the context that Champions League have. winning manager. Well, I mean, just because he's won the Champions League doesn't mean that that's the reason why I want him as manager. <laughs> <laughs> but he, but he, ha- but he but has. Think, eh? He has, yeah. <laughs> he has won it, hasn't he? Yeah. We've, yeah. we've all won the Champions League or football manager. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I think um, he's. Yeah. I think you know to replace a whole coaching staff. I would like somebody who knows what they're doing. 
Yeah, absolutely. Mick yeah. McCarthy. <laughs> Mick McCarthy, yeah. yeah. Terry Connor. <laughs> Terry Connor. But when, when we talk about selling to buy, I know was it Tim Spears came out, we're talking about him again, at 35 million for Neves. Oh, dear. What, what were your thoughts on that, Harry? Because as soon as I saw 35, I was like, the, the, the guy is a joke. Yeah, well, it's got to be. If it is Neves that's going to go, it's got to be more than thirty-five million, has it? And again, referring to that video that got released by Wolves, I can't remember if it was Scott Sellers or the other bloke. Uh, they said that he's got a contract till two thousand and twenty-four, and in that video, they never implied that they would look to sell him. Which you know, things have changed. That's quite dated. That video now. It was. They did keep mentioning Nuno as well, didn't they? Yeah, they did keep mentioning Nuno. <laughs> but I, I, I think we should build a team around Neves. Really, if Cody's not going to be able to get into the back four of the new manager's plans. Maybe he'll be the new captain. I know a lot of people have been saying that, and I kind of agree. Uh, I think I think Trey is going to go. Personally, I think oh. we're going to sell him for big money. I don't want him to, but that I think uh, he'll be the one. And we we will earn a lot of money. Everyone keeps mentioning if we get it right with the people who are out on loan, like Rafa Mir and people like that, we'll probably get sold for a bit. But very interesting. Well, the thing is, I know it's it's just been a mad few days as a Wolves fan because we lost Nuno. Less than a week ago, five days. It's right. He's not dead. I know, no, but we lost him. We lost him from a Wolves. From it a feels Wolves like that. No, but we lost him. And then all I've seen since is articles about how we're going to lose half of our squad as well. But like, oh, Neves mm-hmm. is going. Truro's off. Matinho's going. Uh, back Roma. to back to um, yeah. yeah, back to Portugal. Podence and um, Patricio are going to Roma. I don't get and that. I'm thinking, well, sure. hang on, we've got a small squad here anyway. That's the problem. <laughs> so now, if we sell five first team starters. We, which is a complete assignment. rebuild, isn't it? Like, what's going to happen? And that's that's partly, it's sort of just gone into this big media Twitter spiral and everything's coming along at once where we've got to change the manager. We don't like the manager we've been linked with. We're going to lose all our players. They all want to go. Everything's, folks and don't want, haven't got any money. They're going to buy Bordeaux. It's just gone mad, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it's just, it's. I get it because emotions are running high, but I think we just got to ride it out and take a breath and just see where we are this time next week. And you know. <laughs> just give it a week. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to say next year or something. No, yeah. just, like, just give it Sam, a week if we can, please. Sam, this is completely off message and off topic, but I've got to go back to it because we forgot to mention it. What was Bayless like with Samado scored, by the way? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, he broke his wrist. He broke his wrist celebrating. Yes. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I was like, Bayless, we need to go to A&E now because your hand has gone black. It's like, he no, it's saying, fine. It's he was fine. saying on WhatsApp like he wasn't man of the match or a contender. I was like, Bayless, man, this is just silly now. <laughs> like, he was our best player, I thought. Yeah, God. yeah. I was, yeah, but Bayless, no, because normally uh, he said, usually I've got loads of people around me and they support me as I sort of go mental, but because we were all socially distanced, he just went straight over the seats <laughs> and then landed on his wrist. <laughs> So, um, Ooh, yeah, Matinho to Porto, according to Moldy. Was that anything to do with the uh, Sambucas at 11 a.m.? I think I might have a, something to do with a little bit. Of it, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, selling players, Matinho. bringing players in potentially. I, I don't know. I, I can you can you honestly see it happening? Would you write if someone said, Do you want to sell a Dammer or Neto? Which one would you keep? Neto, wow. Yeah, that's it's got to be Neto, isn't it? It is, isn't but it? I think yeah. we're, lucky, no we're lucky that Raul and Neto have been injured, though, aren't we? Because they're not going to go. We're really lucky that that's happened. Yeah, we, I can't believe our luck. No, we've done so well out of that. Just stay injured. Come on, if Raul and Neto never got injured, they would be hot tickets. 
if that's the right phrase. But I don't think we'd have finished. <laughs> people, would have been going for... <laughs> people would have been going for Neto and Ralph. They'd have been hunting us down to get, trying to get them, let's be honest. Uh, Unless they'd have stayed fit and we'd have ended up coming top four, qualifying for the Champions League and Nuno <laughs> would have still been around. But we'll never know. It's funny though, isn't it, from a recruitment point of view, because... Sace is out of contract, isn't he? Uh, mm. In June. Oh, no. June is, oh, no. Is I think they've got an option or something, I know, with, uh, with him. I think, yeah. So, I mean, I, I suppose we, we've got to because we were one of the we, players to... We, to... We, we, can't sell, we can't start selling players when we need to bring... For every... We need to bring in at least five first-team players as it is. If we sell five as well, we've got to yeah. bring in ten. So, we've got to... <laughs> we can't just sell our players. We, we've got to sell the people who are out on loan, get rid of them, get a little bit of cash in. And then if we need to sell one or two, that's fine. But we can't have a mass clear out. So but, I think, Jack, with Nuno leaving, how many of those players will want to stay? After they they reflect, got after the it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't matter if they want to stay. They, they oh, to stay. Jota had a contract, but he wanted to go to Liverpool. They, they wanted to get rid of Jota, didn't they? Because they, they, yeah. he wasn't getting the team, they thought it was good business to get 30, 40 million pounds. Yeah, I found that. I, I know what Jeff Shee was saying in that video, but when he was saying like, I really want our players to go on to other clubs and do really well. I'm happy for them. I was a bit like, no, Jeff, no, you want to say yeah, again, to break the leg. <laughs> <laughs> you want it to be terrible, Jeff. You Don't want to go, that. I can't believe they paid 50 million for that duck egg. That's what you want, isn't it? Yeah. Um, oh. <laughs> Thing is, I, you know, I love a bargain. And I, I don't know. A, we don't look at the loan market well enough, I don't think. Jesse Lingard has taken everybody by surprise in that. <laughs> sense the, the low market loan domestic, domestic loan market, loan market, sorry. Market, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. The, the other mm. one that's been really really good this season William Joseph now <laughs> <laughs> players are out of contract at the end of the season would anyone take Lionel Messi because I believe he's out of <laughs> Uh, is he getting on a bit? Yeah, now. He's, out, he's out of contract. He's thirty-three. Yeah, he's, get, he's getting on. Uh, is he only thirty-three? So, he's only thirty-three. So Jeez. you know, uh, maybe a yeah, bit of Messi. Uh, Donnarumma at um, at Milan, the goalkeeper, twenty-two years old, absolute beast. Uh, Thirty-seven <laughs> appearances for Milan this year and conceded thirty-eight. That's a good uh, point, though, Sam. With the uh, hands tied, we probably will have to look at free transfers. You know, I think so. Well, okay. joking, but... David Alaba. 28 years old. Yeah. Free the thing transfer. is, though, these centre back, they, they might be free transfers, but they're not free wages, particularly with some of these no. players. That's the problem. Hey, you, you can't pay break, them, yeah. break the wage structure because you'll be playing some of these 150 grand a week, aren't you? Like, but it's, it's a return on investment, isn't it? You know, they, it, but they may be towards the end of their career, but you, you know, you're never going to see the money back. And if you paid no money for them, then you're just paying for them to be there. So you're paying for, you're not paying for a world class player, mm. are you? But you are, you are paying one. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> the, I sorry, think the so. was yeah, yeah. Uh, Memphis Depay. Um, Depay. 20, 27. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Plenty of options. Yeah. Eric Garcia. Sergio Ramos. That's true. There's not many Portuguese players. Uh, uh, Ryan Bertrand. Good option. At, yeah. uh, Champi- he's a Champions League winner, Sam. <laughs> well, yeah. he, 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 he's in the mix. Win. He's automatically in the mix. All right, I'm getting bored now, Sam. Should we talk about the fact that Jeff answered my question today in the video? Yes, sorry, Harry, I'm going to pass on to you because you, you, you know all about this and it's the highlight of your week. So I'm going to, I'm going to pass over no, to you. No, yeah, Harry. I think, I don't know. Have you all watched it, Jack? Did you watch it? Just Tom? I, I didn't watch it. I watched the first five minutes and thought, this is 45 minutes long. Yeah. I can't get away yeah, watching in, that when I'm at work. In, um, summary, <laughs> in summary, it was pretty, fairly good. They, um, a lot of it was Jeff Shee just absolutely sucking off Fabio Silva I'll be completely honest <laughs> saying he's one of the best 18 year olds in the country and and they were kept banging on about buying young players to progress and 
and get value for money. They kept banging on about that. And then the FPP with the Europa League was a big one. Financial fair. Is it FPP? Financial fair. No. FFP. <laughs> FFP. <laughs> Financial fair. GCSE. Financial PPI. fair play. Um, with the Premier League and the UEFA now is really tying their hands as we spoke about. But most importantly, they did answer my question at the end. I said, Jeff, do you get annoyed with everyone on Twitter and the forums and in the stands giving you a lot of criticism and has it put you off? And he did quite a lengthy answer and said, basically, no, I ignore him, Harry. That's <laughs> not what you told Tim Spears, is it? No, Tim Spears said that we got rid of Nuno because Bib rants on Talking Wolves and on Twitter. <laughs> 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 Which was so funny when uh, Tim Spears said that, by the way. But let's not go too hard on that. Let's move on to the England squad. Um, Connor Cody's made the provisional 33-man squad. I think it looks like a good squad. I don't know what everybody else thinks. I mean, Tom, as, as a Welsh man, um, you, you'll obviously get very <laughs> excited uh, about the England squad. But I will start with you because you, you haven't spoken for a while, so no, it's, it seems only fair. But what, what were you th- what were you thinking when you saw it? Um, it doesn't look like a, a squad that's going to win the Euros. I put it that way. I don't know what they're missing at the minute, England, but they haven't got the midfield. Looked pretty small. The selection of midfielders is pretty small. Considering it's a 33-man squad, I don't know the reason for that. Um, but I don't know the different. Well, is, was Maguire in the squad? I didn't. I didn't see that. I didn't see if Maguire was in there. I know he's injured at the minute. Yes, I didn't uh, see. Him, yes, he is. I think he is. Yeah. No, he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. Is. So it's yeah. it'll be interesting to see what what the defensive lineup is for England in the in the uh, Euros. Whether it is a back, th- I have to can't imagine them playing a back three in many games. But so Cody won't be playing much but I do imagine he'll go with the squad I think it'd be a good influence one of the leadership group that Southgate's got which is uh nerdy but um yeah <laughs> good uh good luck to them hope they uh have Just to win a game. Time, I think the reason why I think Cody will go and will make the final squad is because I listened to Southgate talking about the reason he didn't pick <clears> Bamford <throat> and he picked Ollie Watkins and he was basically like well Watkins scored in his last game he played in an international break <laughs> so that's why. So if Cody's scored against Wales and has had a good impression in the few times yeah. he has played for England, I think for that reason he will get in, which is good but, for us yeah. as all fans. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I'm going to lap it up. I'm going to get an England shirt with Cody on the back like I'm eight years old. Don't even care. I'm a 30-year-old man. Ain't bothered. But, Jack, you, you think England will switch to back three against the so-called bigger teams, don't you? So, I mean... I, uh, yeah. I think it's an option. And I think it's just, just Cody will go because he gives them that option. And it could be in the latter stages that you're playing against a team that's been, you know, best in Europe, ripping teams apart, and you might want to switch it up and put three at the back. It's an option that's there. I don't think it'll be used. I don't think it'll be starting every game or anything. I think he might feature. But I think considering the squad is named, I think he will will make the cut. I think he will make the cut because the squads, half of them were right backs anyway for a start. You've got to get rid of a keeper. (laughs) Some of them haven't even been capped yet, Um, you know, some of the other defenders. So I think he will go now he's got this far. And... Fair play to him. And looking at England squad on paper and the 33 names there that they've got to narrow down to 26, it's a really tough thing to do. I think it's a good squad, man. It should do well on paper. It's like very talented. It's got some great players in there. But then I'm just falling into the the England trap that every England fan does every yeah. two years when they think they're a major tournament. <laughs> Hang on, look at this. Man. Biannual trap. <laughs> Kane, Foden, Grealish. Go- Golden oh, will, uh, will Wales get further than England again, do you reckon? 
No, 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 not this time. <laughs> Remember, the, so. remember when I spoke to you a few months back and I forgot Wales even qualified. I'm, I'm so yeah. used to them not qualifying. I forgot they qualified for this one. <laughs> yeah, we got all our games in Azerbaijan. <laughs> <laughs> we have, we've got Italy. I think we're playing Italy, maybe Italy and Rome, I think. And then, uh, I don't know who else is in our group even. We've got a fairly decent group that we could finish second in. But if it's the same as last time and the best third place teams go through, I think we've got yes, a chance of perhaps do, getting yeah. out of the group stage. Yeah, so cool. mate, Moldy we'll uh, makes a great point about Traore. He got into Spain, didn't he? Fair play to him. Yeah, I, I think he's a great option off the bench, though, isn't he? And uh, I think realistically, if, if Wolves had a, a bigger squad uh, that was fully fit, he would be coming off a, a, the bench a lot more, I think. And is he definitely he, fit? He just has the pace, isn't he? Oh, oh, that's yeah, true. Yeah, that's a good point. Look, look, don't minutes. you think it looked like he just wanted to go off? I felt like it was a bit. <laughs> well, the thing, but the thing is, he, he was tearing it up at the time, though. I think if he stayed on the pitch, we'd have, I don't think we'd have lost that game because yeah, he was true. he was giving him some real trouble, wasn't he? And after he went off, and then we brought on you know, William Jose, which didn't look the same, <laughs> did we? So, yeah. although we did obviously get a goal back, but um, yeah, or maybe just want to thought right. All I need to do now is have a good twenty minutes against Man United. I'll get in the Spain mm. squad, and then I'll just go off injured and you know, <laughs> done enough. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's let's finish on some positives and start with you, Harry. Player of the season. Yeah, it's it's a weird, isn't it? Doing like a little season review here with what's happened, but it's it's obviously Neto, isn't it? There's no other option really, even though he got injured few weeks ago now or even a month or so ago it's got to be now it's got to be is tom saying no or is tom saying yes i'm saying no i'm saying rui patricio has to be our my, uh, player of the season purely because without him i think we get relegated easy really? i think you're right i think you're right easy wow neto what did he score five goals how many assists a handful of assists patricio saved us 10 points at least this season but Neto also like was a match winner a few times, wasn't he? Got us those extra well, points. Well, Chelsea. Apart from that, apart, how many how many other games did he win us apart from that, the Chelsea uh, games? Slalom that Slalom skiing goal away at Southampton. Yeah. Southampton. Yeah. Right, so that's, that's... Arsenal away. Has he won a Champions League medal? Like... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but worst no. player, everyone else. You know what I mean? What should we say? Just everyone else. <laughs> Jack, who are you going for? Um. I mean, Tom's made me doubt myself again, but I was going to say Neto straight away. But I'm going to stick with Neto straight away, but he's got a point with Patricio. <laughs> Although Patricio was getting some stick lately, which I thought was uncalled for. I don't so know we see that? I think it was yeah, completely they... unjustified, really. People like, yeah, happy when Ruddy started against Everton. They were like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get that at all. He's yeah. the best goalkeeper we've had in a very, very long time. It's definitely living memory. So I just don't get it. Uh, Harry, most improved? Do you know what? The first name that popped my head straight away, and I know he wasn't here for the whole season, but I'm going to give it to Gibbs White just because of the way he's come on recently. I think he's Gibbs for the well. stick he got, and I never thought I'd see him play again when he's actually <laughs> played where he wants to. I think he's been pretty good the last few games. His goal against Brighton, when he come on against Albion, just for that slight tackle against Albion, he's getting most improved for me. There we go. <laughs> I'm sure there's other names that you'll all think of, but that's just shot to my head. So I thought I'd say it. Fabio Silva was the one that came to my head, but Tom, yeah. Tom Rose, <laughs> yeah. Fabio, Fabio is mine as well. I think the way that uh, he was getting slagged two off, goals you know, against Albion. He mm. did, yeah, he did. It's not just a slide tackle. He um, <laughs> from around Christmas time, he was terrible. We were slating him. I remember watching him run and just thinking he was he was embarrassing. He didn't look like a footballer. He looks but like in a that short, yeah, he does. He looks like Lynn. He's got hair like Lynn from Alan Partridge. Lynn, <laughs> Lynn. <laughs> but he. Um, 
He's. I mean, he, that finish against West Ham was tremendous, and we, that that was the sort of first glimpse of the real yeah. potential that he's got. Um, if he spends the summer on the old protein shakes and in the gym, and cuts his hair a bit rather than it looking like a brown cloud, then I think he's uh, he'll he'll come back pretty good. Well, if Jeff's watching, uh, Tommy, you're gonna love you because he was yeah. uh, proper proper <laughs> singing his praises in that video. Don't tweet it; he'll end his contract. He's um, <laughs> most improved this season. I think Fabio Silva is the correct answer there. Uh, I can see why Harry said Gibbs White as well because I thought his Wolves career was done. And he's been very good lately. Uh, if you're going to shout out somebody else as well, Eight Nori, who started oh, yeah. really strongly, then fell away a little bit, and I think it's been quite decent back, uh, when he's been called into the team lately. And I think we should sign him. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to extend that point there and say the best loan player. Out of the uh, things, the roster, Jack just said it, hasn't he? Probably is, isn't it? Yeah, you'd yeah. say. I mean, Vitinia showed glimpses, didn't he? But yeah, but against Chorley, man, I know he's been tearing no, it up. Against Albion as well. But... Yeah, yeah, but then the next game, he was a passenger, wasn't he? Spurs, so, he was poor, wasn't he? I remember that. I, I, I've, yeah. I've said it for the past three months. If you gave me the choice with one, I'd take eight Nori over Vitinia. We need eight Nori. Yeah, eight Nori and signing. Marcel won't let. I'm surprised he didn't Marcel. get injured in that ten minutes against United. <laughs> Warm up. <laughs> Probably just hit bloody billboard, falling his head or something. <laughs> as, soon as, as soon as he walked on the pitch, the clock. The anvil. Like something out of a naked gun, wouldn't it? <laughs> uh, Harry, highlight of the season. Uh... Wow, this, God, it's, it's hard when you've really got to think about it, isn't it? Because it's been I know. pretty. Uh... <laughs> I was trying to end on the positive. I think the most mad I've gone is Neto's winner against Chelsea at home, yeah. like as in celebration. I think that's what anyone could think of at the moment. The the only other thing that popped to my mind just now was the the way that the players reacted in the second half against Arsenal away after Jimenez's injury. Uh... Great Not show. necessarily a highlight, but the character that they showed, you know, everything that Nuno has been talking about over the last four years, character and determination, that was shown in that second half. So not necessarily a, a highlight per se, but a good moment. Mm. A silver lining almost. Mm. Um, I, th- I think, is that is that all? Is that all that we, we would Did you we got look any at? As, um... Goal of the um, season? Th- oh, well, just Sorry. the moment of the season was Gibbs White against Brighton because it won me 500 quid. You were sending him to Swansea about like, two minutes before that, weren't you? <laughs> two minutes Goal. prior, yeah, when he missed the sitter. He could he was on the yeah. bus to Swansea, but now he's he's well got the keys to the city. Um, <laughs> didn't um, Martinho officially won goal of the season, didn't he, for the goal against Arsenal? I don't mm-hmm. assume so. I'd assume so, yeah. That was the best goal of the season. That I was, oh, I don't, oh, actually, Neto 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 was good, yeah. 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 That was a great goal, wasn't it? Sure. I, the, 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 was it the first goal or the second goal? Certainly against Sheffield United in the first game of the season. Jimenez's volley yeah, uh, was for a really nice uh, move before that. Was it a volley yeah. or a header? I can't remember. It was a good move. Anyway. Volley, it was yeah. a volley, yeah. It's like a side of his foot, wasn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. like a side footed volley on the Pinged end of the box. Those were the days. Seconds. I thought we were going to win the league after that game. <laughs> <laughs> So that we're playing against the worst team in the world. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jeff She referenced that as well. Jeff She did reference look at Sheffield United. So mm. this season could be much worse. That's what's weird as well, because they were praising the fact we'd come 13th this year. And then what is it? Yeah. Seven to 14 days later, Nuno's out the door. 
what's that uh what's that meme you always say about sam i think it's off the peep show where they go are we the bad guys i reckon that's yeah. the, one <laughs> the one where they dress as nazis i reckon that's the way jeff when he turned up at molyneux for the united game he probably thought when they're all booing him he probably thought are we the bad guys or hang on a minute <laughs> yeah um well I mean, the next time we speak, we probably won't be able to walk because it is the um, the charity match at Molyneux. And I'm just not looking forward to running around for two minutes and then not being able to breathe. I think Bayliss has put uh, me at centre-back because I'm tall. We can uh, ask Roush so. at what it's going to be like, because you've already done it, haven't you, Roush? You played in Finner's game. Yeah. Is the I pitch did. bigger than we think it is? Is it napping? Uh Well, so, I remember thinking... Depends how big you think minutes, it is. Yeah, I thought, I thought this is easy. This is... Uh, <laughs> It was just like playing on a normal pitch, but then it's just sapping because you're so excited to be there. It's like the old uh, adage about when players used to play at Wembley for the first time, they used to run around like mad, and that was what exhausted them because they were so excited yeah. to be there. So take it all in, boys, but take it easy. I did um, I did tag you in the fancast post trying to get them to. Get well, you to it's, you it's what that? I've, you know, for years of slagging them off, this is the... The repayment, isn't it? <laughs> I can't. I can't. I'm busy anyway on that day, so I can't. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> but uh, I mean, I think we, yeah. we better ask people to donate, haven't we, Sam? That's the uh, right thing to do tomorrow. Yeah, just yeah. If uh, go to Fancast on Twitter and um, do it through there, and yeah, just raise some money. Great cause. And to be honest, Jack, I just cannot wait. I think it's worth all the money in the world to watch Jack play at Molyneux. Be like this. <laughs> The pitch isn't that big. It'd be like, it's the edge of the box, you knob. But there you go. <laughs> you see. See what happens. Um, but yeah, we're looking forward to it. We, we will, I guess, we'll see you next week uh, for the last one. Harry, is it worth doing a, a post, uh, post-match post review? I mean, we might really have a manager by then. So. Do people care if we just do a podcast talk about that game? I don't know if it's I, got a... I think let's wait and see what happens yeah. and we'll do one ad hoc as if, of when we need to. Yeah, if we when we've, when we've got a new manager, we'll... Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll drop a pod. That's pretty. Seems so when they announce Lampard next Tuesday, we will do a yeah. podcast. Yeah, oh, and then by the by the Thursday, I'll stop crying. So hopefully, um, I'll get my old England top back out, mate. I'll get my old England top back out if we get him. Lampard number eight. Come on, I'll wear well, it. He's to leave it on. Jeez. He's got a Champions League medal, though, isn't he, Lampard? Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, you've got to be in the conversation then. It qualifies him. Well, Lampard Harry did Master. as well. That's <laughs> true, actually. Yes, he did. Yes, right, he did. 97. Lamb- <laughs> right, quick. I'm trying to say goodbye here. Uh, <laughs> goodbye, We're trying goodbye to stop from him. Harry Mansell. <laughs> yeah, goodbye, everyone. And thank you, Nuno. If you are listening, I love you. <laughs> okay. The beer's kicked in with Harry. Uh, we'll say goodbye to Jack Williams. I love you too, Nuno. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for listening this season. It's been tough. And and Tom Rouse, who's hated Nuno for his entire career. <laughs> Not at all. But uh, boys, I just wanted to say thank you to you three as well because uh, over the last five months, I've really enjoyed every uh, Thursday morning or whenever it's come out. So I've been a, an avid oh. listener. So thank you for having me on when you have done as well. Thank you, enjoyed Tom. It. Thank you, Tom. Hey, Appreciate you're that. more than welcome. Very, very kind words. And it's a goodbye from me. Goodbye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.